You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Good afternoon and welcome everybody to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. You might see right now on YouTube that there is no split screen here. It is a big, big picture of my face, Thomas Carinante. I am here. We'll be your host today. Um, Adam Weinrib, great guy. Uh, we kicked him. We we kicked him off. We couldn't handle it anymore. Just kidding. Um, he is actually at the All Star Game in California, awaiting the festivities um, tonight and tomorrow. So he's enjoying himself out there. I'm going to be handling the Yankees' discourse for today. Could get a little bit messy, but you can't not be feeling good right now. There is absolutely no reason to not feeling as good as you possibly can heading into an All Star break for a team that, quite frankly, needs a lot of rest. There's a lot going on here. Uh, series victory over the Sox this weekend. The, the, the Yankees headed it down the stretch into this break with seven games against the Sox in a little over a week. And a lot of Yankees fans were like, great, this is this is the death knell. This is where the Red Sox gained some ground, set the tone for the second half, spook us, you know, get that mental competitive edge that they've had for so many years over us. But instead, it ends up as a one-game advantage for the Yanks. Yanks win the series 4-3. Nothing really... Uh, Nothing really to write home about in that series split. It was very disappointing. But now we have a convincing series victory over this weekend at the stadium at a time when the Yankees really needed to just kick the Red Sox off their back. Now they're 16 and a half games back in the division. The Rays made up some ground at 13. Um, They've been on fire. They also contributed to the Red Sox decline, though, with a four-game sweep of them last week. So very good spot for the Yankees to be in. We're going to be talking about that series. We're going to be zoning in a little bit on the Juan Soto trade rumors that are now popping up Yankees, Mets, Padres. And uh, I think maybe Dodgers are the ones that are at least rumored to have the necessary assets to pull off a blockbuster deal, whether it's before the deadline or in the off season, we're going to go through some scenarios there. It's pretty discomforting. You're really not going to want to have to go too in depth with this. Um, And then we're going to give, we're going to give a bunch of Yankee shout outs because we're heading into the break. A couple guys got back on track. A couple guys are going to be representing us at the midsummer classic. So important to give credit where credit is due, especially with all that's gone on over these uh, roller coaster couple weeks. Um, And don't forget folks, find us on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, drop us a five-star review. Um, hit us up on Twitter at YanksGuardFS, mailbag question, whatever you want. We're here live uh, every Monday and Thursday, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern um, on YouTube. We're having a great time with it. We see ourselves on Twitter, sometimes video clips. It's kind of funny. Never thought I'd see my face like that, but here we are. Um, anyway, first order of business, series victory over the Sox. 
Yankees outscore Boston 27 to three over the last two games. This one did not get off to a pretty start Friday. Yankees had two opportunities, both in the ninth and in the 10th to walk this off. Bases loaded, no out bases loaded, one out double play grounder, double play Red Sox win. Very, very annoying. uh, Very, very frustrating. And, you look back at that game and you kind of laugh about it because it was kind of like how the Red Sox got that series salvaging victory in the opening series of the season in the Bronx. Um, And it was kind of akin to the Blue Jays uh, comeback victory to avoid that sweep about a month ago. And now they've kind of been spiraling ever since. If these victory, if these losses are positioned correctly, I know this sounds crazy and it sounds like it's it, it, it's almost a way to kind of cope with losing, but you're going to lose a lot of baseball games in a season. We talk about it every time on this podcast, every single episode, because people forget how many losses you're going to endure in a normal, regular 162 game season. The best teams lose more than 65 games and they're going to be heartbreakers. There's going to be plenty of offensive droughts. There's going to be plenty of bad pitching performances, which we've seen with Garrett Cole so many times this year that fans were upset with. He comes back this Sunday to shove, gets the job done, series win. Um, But Friday, you know, if that's the one Sox victory in this series where the Yankees had to repeatedly shoot themselves in the foot in those last two innings to gift the Red Sox an extra innings victory after spreading their bullpen thin and then having it set the tone for the remainder of the weekend, that's fine with me. It's hard to sweep in general. It's even harder to sweep your rivals. So while a series sweep over the Sox in either one of these past two series, Fenway, it was kind of shaping up to be that way. It didn't, but it's okay. It doesn't have to. This weekend, you figure the Yankees walk it off after that defensive disaster in the um, in the eighth for the Sox. Talk about, oh my God, that defense from the Red Sox all series. They were throwing the ball around like it was Little League, not getting timely hits. Just awful, awful stuff. Their bullpen is so bad. I understand Chris Sale getting knocked out early on Sunday, um, and you got a bullpen that game, but it's batting practice, man. I don't know what this team is doing, um, and I do feel bad for some Red Sox fans, the ones that are tuned in, kind of understand baseball in general, um, the ones who are you know genuinely upset with the franchise trading Mookie Betts instead of blindly defending it because it's their team and they take pride in that. They take pride in the laundry and not the actual players. But yeah, I don't know what this team is doing. And you kind of unpack what happened over the last two days. You have Montgomery go on Friday, gives up three runs. Chapman comes in, gives up the tie-breaking home run to Bobby Dalback somehow. I don't know how that happens. Uh, you want to talk about our bullpen problems. Our oldest Chapman is suspect number one there. But once again, positive pod. We're not going to be getting too deep into it. Yankees losing extras on that Friday. And then you have Saturday, Tyone with a great bounce back outing. He has had a really bad go of it over his last seven or eight starts. His first 10 of the season were great after that. It's largely been a disaster. He puts himself in a really good position heading into the break to just reset mentally, get his mechanics back down, which is maybe something that was affecting him over that last uh, month and a half or so. Just gives up one run in that game against the Sox. Yankees cruise to a 14-1 victory. And then you have last night uh, or yesterday, Garrett Cole takes them out against Chris Sale. Oh, by the way, in the Tyone start, another shellacking of Nick Pavetta. Just can't. We cannot mention that enough on this podcast. Anytime Nick Pavetta faces the Yankees, it is hilarious. It's batting practice. This guy, every time he gives a home run, crouches on the mound with his head down. It's it's premier television to watch. So anyway, Tyone in that one, six innings, one earned. Really awesome. Ryan Weber, the Yankees pull out. Pull out the former Red Sox on the Red Sox. Ryan Weber goes three innings, 
gets the job done, shuts shuts out the Red Sox for those frames. Yankees win. And then you got Garrett Cole on Sunday. And don't lie to yourself because you were sitting there wondering what's going to happen. Are we going to have to deal with, you know, this going into the break? Can, is Cole really not going to get the job done this time around too? Um, it would be really frustrating if that were to happen. I don't want to have to deal with that. These are all the thoughts going through your brain. But Cole goes seven innings, strikes out 12. That two, Those two aren't were concerning, though, because it cut a 3 nothing Yankees lead to 3-2 to two on a Jeter Downs homer, um, which how is this guy getting this many hits against us in 25 professional bats or something? I, I don't even know what it is. I don't care what it is. Incredibly frustrating in the moment, but Cole ends up cruising um, after that happened uh, in the top of the third. Yankees put up eight in the fourth, another two in the seventh. Goodbye, Boston, 13-2. to two. You lose the series. And now we get an even more joyous news or speculation surrounding the Red Sox. Because heading into the season, there was a lot of stuff going on. You have the Xander Bogarts contract issue where he's probably going to opt out after the season. And there's been nothing on the extension front. We had wondered, most people had wondered, was the signing of Trevor Story just to essentially hold over for a year and then just have a seamless transition to shortstop, assuming Bogarts is going to leave because they're not going to pay him. We, we don't know what's going to happen, but every time Xander Bogarts weighs in on contract chatter, he gives a very curt answer and it can't mean anything good um, in terms of that. Um, and then you have so many guys for the Boston Red Sox heading into free agency after this season. It's a ton of people. And even more so interesting, it's a lot of people that – they can get legitimate trade value for and kind of break up this core. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, anyway, Sunday's game Aaron Hicks line drive off Chris Sale's uh, hand in the first inning, breaks Chris Sale's finger. He immediately leaves the game. Red Sox have to go bullpen, bullpen game. They get shellacked. Like I said, outscored 27 to three in the final two games of the series. They couldn't be riding any lower into an all-star break. Their ace who has pitched in 36 games since the start of 2019. Realize that Chris Sale has pitched in 36 games since the start of 2019. That's 2019, 2020, 2021, and now halfway through 2022. He's been good for 36 starts. He comes back for a second of this season after a long layoff, hitting the finger, broken finger. He's out. Don't know how long it's going to be, but he's out. Yankees win in that fashion. It's a complete blowout. Now you have to wonder, did the Yankees injuring Chris Sale end this iteration of the Red Sox as we know it? The J.D. Martinez, Nathan Eovaldi's, Christian Vasquez's, uh, Xander Bogarts. Theoretically, or more so realistically, the Red Sox cannot trade everybody at the deadline. They need a roster of players. There is no shot. You're going to see every single one of these guys go. But you look at the top three, J.D. Martinez, Nathan Eovaldi, Christian Vasquez, that sheds a ton of salary for them. J.D.'s making almost 20 mil. Eovaldi, 17 mil. Vasquez, 7 mil. I think Kike Hernandez can still be an asset. He's making 8 mil. I think teams are going to want that versatility and that postseason experience when the time comes. They also got Michael Walker, seven mil. I know he's on the IL, but you know it's a guy who will add depth to your rotation, potentially give you a couple of premier outings down the stretch. I don't know, but you look at and maybe even Bogarts. I think that's crazy to do, um, just because you want to give yourself a chance to bring him back um, in case the discourse changes or in case Trevor Story continues to suck and you don't really have a contingency plan. You just have another hundred forty million contract on the books, and that's what you have to deal with. But back to the original point. Did Chris? Did the Yankees injuring Chris Sale on Sunday and winning them in the manner that they did completely just change the Red Sox trajectory? Because you knew with Heim Bloom running the show, this team was not going to be buying unless it was convincing. And now they're they're it's not convincing. They're forty eight and forty five. They're sixteen and a half games out of the division. I don't think gunning for the wild card is in their best interest with all so many guys hitting free agency, so many contract issues they have to deal with, and a potential rebuild or I'll be nice and say retool on the horizon for this team. They do still have some core guys who are good and 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 provide the kind of high leverage uh, production you need, but there's a lot of work to be done here. Um, and Heimblum can expedite that by asking for a King's ransom for guys like Eovaldi, who's going to give you high leverage postseason starts. If you're looking to trade for another starter, JD Martinez, who has plenty of postseason experience and has been, you know, once again, one of the best designated hitters in the league this year. Christian Vasquez, who can play catcher in first base and is pretty good and is a jolt of energy. I hate watching the guy. He gets under my skin every time we play the Red Sox, but that is an asset for other teams to look at if they need, you know, kind of an infusion of character in the clubhouse. I think it's all relative, and I think that those guys are going to be valuable. So, and then, of course, there's Bogarts, who obviously will be valuable regardless of how much money he's making or kind of what his production is. He plays a premier position. Even his like mediocre production is well above average. He's a great baseball player. So we could be looking at a very different Red Sox team in the second half. We could be looking at a very different trajectory for the Red Sox future after this last game in the Bronx on Sunday. And it's worth it's worth talking about and it's worth wondering because there's two weeks before the deadline. And you know why Bloom was brought in by Red Sox management. It was very clear why he was brought in. It was to uh, instill a new philosophy. It was to spend less money. It was to be more cost effective. It was to kind of take that 
lifeless blueprint that the Rays employ down in Tampa to better the baseball product when, hey, I didn't even think the baseball product in Boston was bad before he arrived. Um, So I don't know why they did that. I don't agree with it. I'm never going to agree with it. I don't know how the fans agree with it in Boston, but hey, not my not my uh, topic to complain about. That's somebody else's. I have plenty of Yankees complaining to do about. But yeah, just wondering, guys, we should be talking about that more. This version of the Red Sox could be dead. They could be done torturing us as they've mostly done since 2018. They got that World Series win that year. They ousted the Yankees from the playoffs. I know we destroyed them in uh, 2019 and 2020, but we fell short in both those seasons, quest for a World Series. And then last year, Garrett Cole loses um, the wildcard game started Fenway. So the Red Sox and the Red Sox fans have plenty of very good memories of making our lives miserable. And we just have to sound the alarm and know that we are going to soon enjoy ourselves when, if and when all or most of these guys are gone. J.D. Martinez before the series in New York, specifically a thing to allude to in regard to the trade deadline. He said it felt weird leading up to the deadline because I don't think the players know exactly what's going to happen either. I think they know everything's kind of on the fence if they perform if they go on hey if they go on a run after the break maybe that could change things but i think i think the players know that there is that pressure to perform and to instead of having to just have a management that wants to make the team better because they believe in it you have a management that's asking you to prove to them okay make us want to buy at the deadline and not want to sell our biggest assets um which is a shitty feeling i'm sure it's a shitty feeling and i'm sure it's affecting the red sox play they're only 3 games above 500 not really good for making an alcs run last year and you know a, a couple of the offseason moves they made were questionable I, I don't think it's necessarily working out for them i don't think at this point i'll be uh putting my foot in my mouth at the end of the year. Um, I think the Red Sox are kind of dead to rights as they stand. Clip this, freezing cold, take me if that changes. Don't think it is. Pitching staff is too bad. The lineup's too inconsistent. Their defense is terrible. The discourse surrounding the team is bad, and it's, it's clearly affecting the players. So this would be a miraculous turnaround if they were able to pull it off. And speaking of the trade deadline and trade rumors, we got something concerning the Yankees. It actually concerns a number of teams. Over the weekend, we learned kind of unshockingly because it was you knew it was coming. The Nationals are now listening to offers uh, for Juan Soto, star outfielder, all star in the home run derby tonight. Um, Should be a fun watch. He rejected reportedly a 15 year, four hundred and forty million dollar contract, which, again, not surprising because a his agent, Scott Boris, b that contract pays him twenty nine point three three million AAV, which is not up to industry standard. Even with the length of that deal, um, you go back to Fernando Tatis's contract uh, with the Padres and he ends up making uh, I don't know if it's more, but it's similar. And uh, uh, Soto, clearly a generational star, has proven more. Um, as a player than Fernando Tatis has, and is still only 23 years old. So the length of this contract, it's a unique situation because the younger you are in baseball, the faster you are, you get to free agency. And then the greater likelihood a team is willing to give you that 13 to 15 year contract because they won't be eating as many bad years at the end of it as they would with, you know, for example, signing Aaron Judge to a 10 year deal when he's entering his age 31 season. But forget about all that. I mean, don't forget about that. We're talking about it. But who cares what he rejected? Who cares what the Nats, what the Nats priority is? They're going to listen to offers. Um, I would suspect that some of those offers would come pre-deadline because the longer, the, the, the more quickly you get rid of somebody, the greater, the longer team control the uh, trade recipient has, and that increases the value inherently. Plus, you get Juan Soto uh, for the stretch run this year, and that's a big... It's a big get for any team. Changes the trajectory of your 
not only this year, he's under control 2023, 2024, and then you sign him to this theoretical 10-plus year contract when he's 25, and you're going to get a lot of valuable years out of that. So I think the uh, the Nationals are not going are, – are, they're going to be – all I'm trying to say is they're going to be open about this. Um, I understand the reason to hold on to him heading into the offseason because you have more bidders, you have teams that are more – uh, that are kind of seeing their their future a little bit more clearly. But Mike Rizzo is a smart GM, GM of the Nationals, um, and he's not going to do anything. He's not going to do anything that's that's not going to bring back the Nationals the most possible return that they can get. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Couple of interesting tidbits here. Uh, after this news broke, Jeff Passan, ESPN's Jeff Passan, reported that the Dodgers, Padres, Mets, and Yankees have the depth necessary to trade for Juan Soto. Cool. Of course, you're going to need a lot of assets here. Uh, my problem with trading for Juan Soto is not only are you going to have to surrender most of the farm system, which usually I don't care about. I think trading for good players um, in return for unproven talent is the way to go. Um, but not only are you going to have to gut your entire farm system, you're going to have to pay him an exorbitant amount of money. Um, and then that also means probably the departure of Aaron Judge. So you look at this scenario for the Yankees and you're like, OK, why would we we have arguably the best right fielder in the game? when he's fully healthy and firing on all cylinders. Why are we going to let that guy walk trade for a younger player who might be better at the plate, but is very much not better defensively, not even close to being better defensively and is not versatile in the outfield. Um, and then have to pay him half a billion dollars. Seems a little bit counterintuitive. I know the the money on Soto's contract might actually pay more dividends um, because you're getting you're getting a decade of prime there. You're probably getting a decade of prime there, if we're being honest, plus the two years of control. So you're getting over a decade of prime there. OK, but the Yankees core doesn't nec- the, what, what the Yankees have right now doesn't necessarily align with that. It's a great player to build around, and he's a lefty, obviously. 
Every lefty, every lefty power hitter swing is tailored for Yankee Stadium. Look at Matt Carpenter this weekend. Guy's playing out of his mind. But it's a lot of it's a lot of cones you got to go around. It seems like this is excessive, and uh, it just it, I think it might create a little bit of a of an issue with Judge. If I'm being honest, look, uh, Brandon Cuddy, NJ.com appeared on WFAN today, and he said, "quote Of course, the Yankees are going to give Juan Soto a shot. A shot. The Yankees leave no stone unturned. Of course, they are going to be involved. Honestly, I think they offer whatever it takes." Okay, so is this news leaking because the Yankees are the premier team in baseball, most famous recognized baseball franchise in the world, and they're being connected to the or arguably the one of the top three players in the game right now? Surface level speculation. Oh, yeah, Yankees are always in on big guys. Juan Soto wants out. Juan Soto wants a lot of money. Yankees have a lot of money. Yankees have uh, Aaron Judge hitting free agency after this year. Kind of seems like a no-brainer. Yankees have the prospects, prospects to trade for it, and they don't necessarily need all those prospects. Yeah, makes sense. Makes total sense. Why would the Yankees not offer something? Surface-level stuff, in my opinion. I'm not saying anybody's wrong here. I'm just saying it's very easy to connect Juan Soto with the New York Yankees when he wants out of his current setting, whether it's with Washington or anybody else, doesn't matter. But this creates a problem with Aaron Judge, does it not? If you're, are the Yankees do, are, were the Yankees leaking this information to maybe gain leverage on the Judge Hawks? I do not know. I have no clue. I'm literally asking you sitting here, wondering if that's a possibility because Judge set an opening day deadline for his contract. The Yankees offered what they believed was fair. And I think many of us can agree at the time it was fair, but now Judge is performing like an AL MVP candidate and could very well take home the award if Shohei Otani misses time or if the writers opt to decide narrative plays a little bit of a bigger role in the MVP race this year um, rather than just war. I don't know, but he set the deadline. They didn't agree to a deal. And then last week on Sunday Night Baseball, there was a clip of him on ESPN talking about how if they could get a deal done during the season, that would be great after he said he was not after he said specifically after opening day and even weeks after that, he will be talking to the Yankees in free agency with 29 other teams. Okay, cool. Then you have the disparity in the apparent talk. So the Yankees offered seven year extension, 213 million, 213 and a half million a year or total, which was 30 and a half million a year. Um, and then judge reportedly don't know if this is true. Wanted 10 years for 360 million, 36 million AAV 10 year contract. will take him into his forties. Kind of a crazy demand. You do you, man. Shoot for the stars. You think you're worth whatever. Go for it. But there is a business to this game. There's a roster this team needs to build around you. Um, and that kind of contract alongside John Carlos Stanton's, alongside Garrett Coles, alongside DJ LeMayhews, even Aaron Hicks for the next three years, a little bit problematic. So did the Yankees potentially leak this info about going all in and making this offer to spook judge because judge has said countless times he wants to remain a Yankee, um, wants to be a Yankee for life, wants to get a deal done. Deal didn't get done. Now, if the Yankees are potentially looking at contingency plans as early as right now with Juan Soto, I'm not saying Aaron Judge will get kicked to the curb at the deadline. That's not happening. But if they bring in Juan Soto, put him in left or play John Carlos Stanton more in the outfield or do some sort of rotation like they did with Gallo this entire time, because Gallo's gone uh, in the next two weeks, you know that. Does that spook Aaron Judge? Because now Juan Soto's in town and he only really plays right field and he's 23 years old and he's not a free agent after this year. Does that change? Does that change the trajectory? Uh, Laura Albanese of Newsday talked about that in her column about why the Yankees should go all out um, for a Juan Soto trade. It gives that leverage over Judge, but does Judge really want to? I and once again, it's a business. It's always a business, but it's a little bit personal. Judge has done a lot for the Yankees. I think he's he got the most votes of any All Star guys. That's great exposure for the Yankees. You know, he is arguably the face of baseball. He's one of the most recognizable guys out there. 
in sports, not just in baseball, in sports. Everybody knows who Aaron Judge is. So, and he wants to be here. Once again, this is where he wants to be, and he's vocalized that. So I think the Yankees doing some backdoor sleazeball deal like that, bringing in a younger Juan Soto um, and kind of showing Judge the the exit plan for him um, will disrupt the chemistry, no doubt. Judge is essentially the de facto captain right now, leading the best team in MLB in a second half where they have World Series aspirations without a doubt. So I think that upsets the apple cart, and I think that that's bad business, regardless if you sign and keep Soto or not. Having Juan Soto is great, but then you're talking about the Yankees who have been hesitant to trade so many prospects in recent years. So many prospects they wouldn't trade for premier pitching, to get themselves over the hump uh, for versatile outfielders, um, for middle infielders when the opportunity was there. We could go down the list and talk about plenty of people, but the Yankees have been hesitant and they haven't pulled the trigger and they've prospect hugged. Were they saving all these prospects for Juan Soto? I really don't think so. Um, I don't know why there would be such an organizational shift in that manner where it's like, no, we're not going to give up that one extra top 10 prospect to get a co-ace, but here's our top you know, eight guys for Juan Soto, who now we have to pay a half a billion dollars after we just got into a contract um, negotiation stall with uh, arguably the most recognizable player in the game. Um, so you look at the trade rumors, and I don't like where this is positioned. Yankees are fine right now. Best record in MLB, 64 and 28. Keep it that way. Why Why create drama? Why have more? Uh, why have topics that don't matter right now get into what this team is doing? Juan Soto would make this team theoretically better at the moment, but good luck getting rid of any good. How are you getting rid of Giancarlo Stanton's contract? You're probably not. I mean, you could, you probably could, but he's the DA. He's a starting all-star this year. Like how much are we going to change here? Um, I guess we got to see the season through to depend, uh, to determine if there needs to be overarching changes. But ever since Giancarlo Stanton's turnaround at um, the trade deadline last year, been one of the best hitters in baseball, most, most fearsome slugger. Now he's playing some more defense where he's, pretty good. So there's value there. And as you get deeper into his contract, it's actually kind of a bargain making, you know, less than 30 million a year as you approach 2026 or 2027. So I don't know. I don't really like this topic. I don't want it to take up anyone's time, but it is prevalent. um, And people are talking about it. It's going to take so much guys. It's going to take Volpe. It's going to take Austin Wells. It's going to take Ken Waldachuk. It's going to take Hayden Wesneski, Trey Sweeney, like keep naming them. Keep naming them, and it's probably not enough. Everson Pereira, Mike Rizzo knows how to evaluate talent, just so you know. This is not going to be a, a cash job here. Brian Cashman is not getting away with anything here. He is surrendering top talent, maybe even some major league talent in this, and is getting back one player. Unless there were some crazy deal where they were to take on Steven Strasburg's contract and lessen the amount of assets that are going to Washington in return, which I don't really feel like the Yankees would do that either because Steven Strasburg's largely been a disaster ever since he signed that extension. And that's a lot of money. So I don't know. Don't really want to talk about it anymore. Let's do some more happy stuff. Home run derby starts tonight. Unfortunately, Giancarlo Stanton's not in it. And instead, it's Corey Seager, who we all thought would be a Yankee at some point. Uh, as the eighth and final entrant, there won't be any Yankees hype tonight, guys. Uh, it should be fun, though. I tune into the home run derby. Uh, I like the format now. A lot of fun names in there. You got Albert Pujols doing it, which is awesome. Kyle Schwarber, who's one of the coolest home run hitters that, that we've seen for almost the better part of a decade now. When has he been around since... 2014, 2015, totally awesome. I I like the way this is shaping up. And then you got Pete Alonso, who was literally built in a lab for home run derbies. 
So there's going to be a lot of bombs tonight. It's going to be sick to watch. But we got to give our props to some other Yankees. Uh, Garrett Cole will not be pitching in the All-Star game on Tuesday, folks. We knew that for a while. The Yankees were saving him for Sunday start against Boston, which is much more important than the All-Star game. If we're, if we're being totally honest, I think we can all agree that that's probably more important. Cole dominated yesterday, uh, as we talked about earlier. Uh, deserves credit for that. Up and down year for him, even though the stats wouldn't suggest that on a surface level. And that last start in Fenway was very discouraging, um, and fans were not happy about it. Uh, got the Yankees a series win heading into the All-Star break. Uh, was supposed to be among the starting pitchers. Throwing on Tuesday, he will not. Not pitching. Uh, doesn't need to pitch. Don't need any more wear and tear on our best players. Aaron Judge, like I talked about before, the leading vote-getter in all of baseball. He will be starting in the outfield. Jose Trevino will be there, which is pretty sick. Love Jose Trevino. He's a reserve, um, but he's going to get some innings because he's a catcher. And then we got uh, Nestor Cortez, who obviously deserves this. We saw the videos of Nestor Uh, getting the nod from Aaron Boone when he revealed the news to him last week or the week before. Tremendous first half from Nestor. Um, Hoping that carries over. We always worry about the innings limit, but we're here to worry. We're just concerned. We we want him to be healthy and okay and feeling good. Nestor Cortez is there. Um, We'll be getting some innings. And Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes has fallen off a bit. First, fallen off a bit. By falling off a bit, he's had two bad outings in a week after having an untouchable entire first half uh, Red Sox fans tried to take credit for that for last Saturday's blown game where Alex Verdugo singled um, in the bottom of the ninth to tie it um, when he had no business doing it. Red Sox fans were jokingly worrying if Alex Verdugo ruined Clay Holmes. He didn't actually, actually the Red Sox used that momentum that they had that, that, that really gutsy series split at home against the New York Yankees really made the most of it by gaining absolutely no ground in four days took that momentum, went to Tampa and said, you know what, now we're going to separate ourselves from the Rays who are right on our tails. They're neck and neck for us in uh, second, third, fourth place. It's them, the Blue Jays. You know, we're going to, we are going to make up more ground here because we just split with the New York Yankees and we are so good. We're so good. Nope. Go to Tampa, swept four games. How? I don't know, but thanks. Thanks for using that momentum very, very responsibly. Clay Holmes, all-star nod, best closer in the game. We had talked about for weeks prior that he is taking over for Roldis Chapman, whether the Yankees think so or not. Roldis Chapman has been relegated to mop-up duty, and he can't even handle that. Um, but Clay Holmes, 4-1, first all-star season, 1.31 ERA, 0.7 whip, 0.87 whip, 2.00 which fully indicates how effective he is as a star, uh, as a pitcher, um, and a ridiculous two uh, hundred ninety three ERA plus uh, first All Star season for him. Crazy enough, he's had sixty six games with the Yankees out of his um, one hundred and fifty seven career one hundred and fifty seven game career. One point four three ERA with the Yanks, 0.84 WHIP with the Yanks. His overall career numbers: four point oh five ERA, one point three four WHIP. So that's how bad he was with the Pirates which we, we still don't understand how, but it happened, and that's the way it is. Um, but now we have Clay Holmes. We're hoping that Brian Cashman targets a couple more of these guys that Matt Blake can work with at the deadline because the bullpen's going to need some help. But, yeah, those are your Yankees in the All-Star game, folks. Judge, who will be front and center. Cole, who will probably be in the dugout hanging out, uh, but he won't be playing. Nestor Cortez, Jose Trevino, Clay Holmes. Round of applause for those guys. Very instrumental in the first half of this season, um, getting the Yankees to where they are, best team in baseball once again. Once again, the best team in baseball. Um, once again, the team that might have just ended this Red Sox core as we know it. And yeah, let's end on that note. Positivity. Got guys going to the All-Star game, whipped up on the Red Sox, get a couple days off before the second half starts, and we really got to buckle down. Got to avoid 
any team trying to make up ground in the AL East got to fortify this roster and deepen it as best we can. Cause you know that any NL team that's going to go to the world series is going to have plenty of pitching um, based on the contenders we're looking at right now. Um, and the AL is always tough in terms of offense, better offense, deeper teams, in my opinion, and offense on that side, on, on that side of the league. So um, here's hoping for a fun, relaxing all-star break for all the Yankees who are there and all the Yankees who are at home. Nice, relaxing all-star break for the fans because we've been tuned in every moment of this ride um, and we could use a little bit of a break and good vibes for Cashman in the front office. Two weeks left until the deadline. A lot of stuff's going to be transpiring. There's going to be a lot of bidding wars. Um, Yankees rightfully should be in some. They should rightfully exit some others, which we'll probably talk about a lot next week um, when Adam's back and we have more comprehensive uh talks about things after we see some of the biggest talents on the stage this week at the all-star game. Um, and when the second half of the season officially gets underway, um, on Friday. So thanks for listening, everybody. Once again, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, drop us a five-star review. Um, I am Thomas Carinante, your co-host of the Yanks OER podcast. We'll be back with you on Thursday, 2 PM Eastern. Adam will be back. We'll be having a good time. Um, probably talking about the fallout from the Derby all-star game, and then maybe looking ahead to some trade deadline targets. It's going to be a good time. Um, But anyway, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great all-star break, and we will see you when we see you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.